Touch every heart. Touch every soul. Oh, Lord, we're all fighting the battle together. We are of one another. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name I pray, we all say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. And uh, I, I must confess that this is not original with me. As a matter of fact, I want to give honor where always give honor, where honor is due. Uh, a year or so ago, <laughs> you know, it's not a week or two ago anymore. It's almost like, well, a decade ago. <laughs> amen. But a year or so ago, Brother Purdy had uh, put together... Um, a prayer night for the men, and uh, I had not really been introduced to this uh, type of, of prayer, um, and came and was so enthralled with it that for a while I really put uh, a lot of effort into the study and research and different men and, and the prayer, and uh, I believe that the tabernacle is a pattern for worship, yes, and amen is, is taught and has been taught. But it's also a, uh, a pattern that we can use and follow uh, as a guideline for prayer. And uh, uh, I know that it's in Christmas time, and I know that I, uh, we're all supposed to have a little bit of Christmas. I promise you, in a little bit, I'll put Christmas in the message, okay? So everybody breathe easy. But uh, I, I want to talk about prayer tonight through the tabernacle and how it's set up. And, and, and first of all, uh, I, I want to mention, I was, I, tonight, I, as I was getting ready to come up here, a brother spoke to me and said, Brother Jordan, I got your back. And I thought, my, what a powerful statement. I got your back. And my and mind immediately went to my son-in-law who was in the Marines, and, and, and they're a brotherhood, and they look out for one another, and and uh, they're caring about one another. I want you to turn to somebody and say, I got your back. I've got your back in prayer. Amen. I've got, I've got, I've got your back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look out for you. I'm going to intercede for you. I'm going to pray for you. Amen. And yeah, I feel like that we need to have, and, and, and that way we, maybe we, just, we can focus more on somebody else's journey. Focus more on somebody else's relationship. Instead of always maybe focusing on our, somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and, and pray for somebody else to receive a gift. Pray for somebody else to receive a ministry. Pray for someone else to make the journey and be strong in the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. I've got your back. What a powerful statement that that is from a brother in the Lord. Hallelujah. As you come to the tabernacle, we all know that it was, I'm going to be uh, so redundant sometimes. I'll try to move quickly. Amen. We know that it always faced the east, and we all know that it always, uh, the entrance was through Judah. And we all understand that Judah's name meant praise, and that you can only enter into the tabernacle courts through praise. And the Bible teaches us that we must enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And, and so I want to bring to us before we go any further tonight, that when we go to the Lord in prayer, let us remind us, let us be reminded this evening that we ought to lift up the name of Jesus. We ought to give him praise and 
be thankful unto Him. And, and there are times when we walk in the house of the Lord and walk into prayer, as Brother Williams mentioned this morning, Christmas time, but some of us may be carrying a heavy, a heavy load at, at this time. And, and uh, sometimes it, we don't feel like it, but you know what? He's always worthy. Can you say amen? Just as our sister said tonight, God's good all the time and all the time. God is good. God is worthy all the time and all the time. He is worthy of our praise. We are the creation and He is the creator. Hallelujah. And as we enter into His gates with praise, I would like to bring to us that perhaps it would be a good thing if we would open up the word of the Lord and begin to praise Him in this holy writ. As you begin to praise Him in some of the scriptures with a, with a voice, hallelujah, something begins to happen and it comes alive, hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord, it says in Psalms 148. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise ye Him, all His angels. Praise ye Him, all His hosts. And it goes on and on. Praise ye Him, sun and moon, and all ye stars of light. And after it tells everything that there is above and beneath to praise Him, He says, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of all the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is excellent. Oh, hallelujah. His glory is above the whole earth and heavens. He also exalteth the horn of His people, the praise of all His saints, that even the children of Israel, a people near unto Him, praise ye the Lord. Why don't we do that real quick for just a moment? Would you just praise the Lord with me? Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we praise You tonight. We lift You up and we give You glory. And we magnify your name. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. The Bible says, let the saints, in Psalms 149, verse 5, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen punishments upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute upon them the judgment. Hallelujah. Written, this honor have all his saints. Hallelujah. The high praises of God. Let the What is a high praise? A high praise is when you don't feel like it. A high praise is when you're going through the battle. A high praise when it feel like, feels like you're being overrun. A high praise that says, amen, I don't feel like it. Things are not right, but I'm going to praise the Lord anyhow. Let the high, high praises of God be in our mouth. This honor have all his saints. Someone say praise the Lord. Entering through his gates, coming in there with praise, praising him and lifting up his name. Why do we praise him? Why do we read the scriptures aloud? Why do we do this to prepare our hearts for true repentance? Because when we come to God in prayer, in the pattern of the tabernacle, hallelujah, there must be a humbleness and a brokenness and a true repentance. I questioned myself, and I questioned the thought, and, and I thought, Lord, <laughs> let me just go on to the glory. <laughs> let me just get past the altar. Let me get past the brazen altar. 
let me get, let me just buy it. And, it, and it, was, it was like the Lord just impressed upon me that before you can get to the glory, you can't have the glory without the altar. You can't have the glory without the brazen altar. You can't be in the Shekinah presence of the Lord without a broken and a contrite, without dying on the altar. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. We have to have the altar. We have to have the time of dying. We have to have it. And when we, we, when we respond to it and we step into it and we lay ourselves down, my mind goes to what Pastor preached to taught a little a few weeks ago when he said that the fervent, effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The reason that we go past the altar and we lay ourselves down on the altar and we go to the brazen altar is because it makes us righteous it purifies us and then our prayers when we enter into the glory amen the glory place the holy place and the holy of holies and we begin to intercede and bring our petitions petitions before the Lord then the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much someone say amen I want to be righteous in the presence of the Lord and to be righteous in the presence of the Lord I must lay myself down daily upon the altar of sacrifice and give myself to him continually. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We know that it's a place of sacrifice, a place of shedding of blood. It's a type and shadow of Jesus' death on the cross where the, the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. It took place on the, on a, on the cross. Amen. The, it's a Christian's initial response, the death of the old man where the blood of Jesus is beginning to be applied in forgiveness, the blood of Jesus is also applied in the waters of baptism. And then when we receive that, it's a process of the blood all the way through. Amen. We cannot have anything of God without his blood. Hallelujah. But it starts at a place of repentance. It must be visited daily. The continual application for the Christian is daily dying, a daily sacrifice, a daily dying of fleshly lust, and a daily submission to His will. You see, the type and shadow of the Old Testament is that when the priest began to minister in the morning, one of the first things he did was he checked the fire that was under the altar, and the fire that was under the altar must never go out. It never, had, never can go out. That altar of sacrifice that we live on continually, it must always be burning in our hearts and in our souls. We can never let the fire go out. It's got to burn. It has to burn. It has to burn. It has to burn. Oh, someone say praise the Lord. It has to burn up the chaff. It has to burn up the excess. It has to burn up that which is not of God. It has to take it away. Oh, hallelujah. A man preached a message. Now I can say a decade ago, as a matter of fact, it might have been too. And, and it's amazing when somebody puts a unique handle on something and, and then preaches a powerful message. It just stays with you for the rest of your life. He preached the message. Amen. He said, just put another log on the fire. Just put another log on the fire. You're facing something? Put another log on the fire. You, you, you're fighting a battle? Amen. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Put another log on the fire. Keep that fire burning. No matter what you do, when you get up in the morning, that fire's got to be lit. That fire has to be stoked. That fire has to be kept alive. Oh, praise the Lord. 
praying at the brazen altar. When we pray at the brazen altar, when I, my brother said, I've got your back, I mean, my mind was just racing. And my mind went to Jesus. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he asked his three closest, here, you stay about a stone's throw away, but I need you to pray with me for one hour. My soul is vexed, and I need you to pray with me for one hour. I need you to know that you're praying with me. He went and prayed for an hour and came back, and they were asleep. Could you wake up, wake up, wake up? I need you. Pray with me for one hour. Could you not watch with me for one hour? Amen. And he went back and prayed, and, and finally he fought through the battle alone and, and came back, and they were asleep. And he said, sleep on. It is finished. Amen. He said, sleep on. It is finished. But the prayer that he prayed and the prayer that must be, oh, Lord, help us tonight to always pray this prayer and receive it, amen, and respond to it. But the visiting the Garden of Gethsemane, we must pray and pray until we get to the place where we confess and we submit and we're praying, nevertheless, not as I will, but thy will be done. Let thy will be done. His will has to be done in our lives continually. We must always submit to His will. Let His will be done. Not my will. Not what I want. Not what I desire. But I gave myself to Him a long time ago. How many gave yourself to the Lord a long time ago? Not my will, Lord, but Your will. Your will be done. Hallelujah. 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 And being a strong-willed man, it sometimes takes a lot of praying for me. Hey, I don't know about you. Y'all got it all down, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, just five minutes, you go, oh, no, oh I'm all right. Five minutes. Oh, praise God. <laughs> Amen. I don't think so. Amen. We've got to pray and seek the Lord daily, daily, praying through the tabernacle, laying ourselves down, visit the cross and be crucified with Christ. Paul said, I die daily. Amen. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, Amen. I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. Galatians 5.24 says, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Crucifying in the flesh. We've got to be crucified with Christ. We want to pray, amen, and pray that through the tabernacle, we've got to lay ourselves down on the altar, amen, and give ourselves. I want to say something. I just want to say this, hallelujah. When the election was taking place and, and all of that rigmarole was transpiring and and uh, it looked like a certain one was going to win, and, and, uh, and, and they didn't. And, and, and then the other one won, and, and uh, a lot of people say, well, it was an act of God. Matter of fact, even Pastor was amazed, and he felt like that maybe the Lord had his hand in it. But as I, as I evaluated that, there were, there, were, there were a couple of thoughts that came to mind. Uh, when with one, it was a, a fearful thing for me, and I, I, I thought if, if if that happens, we're going to we're going to escalate toward 
a one world government. We are going to escalate toward the end time. It, it will be prominent that it's going to transpire. And, and then when the other one got in, I, I kind of breathed a sigh of relief. And then the Lord spoke to me and said, you think that, that he's, you know, you think that he's going? I, I tell you what, we need to understand and know that the end time is upon us. And we have but a little while. And, and that there are souls and, and there are people. There are people that are hurting. There are souls that are dying lost. There, there are loved ones. And, and if there's any reason to get a hold of God. And if there's any reason to die daily and be crucified with God. It's because the end of the world is upon us and we need to give everything we've got in sacrifice, in prayer, and submission to His will. Yesteryear, what we did yesteryear won't work anymore. What we did a decade ago, we're racing toward the end. Die daily. Give yourself totally, wholly, and completely to God with everything. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. Not my will but thine be done. Crucify me, Lord. Let my flesh be crucified. My thought went to the lullaby, rockabye baby in the treetop. <laughs> when the wind blows, the cradle will rock. Amen. Hallelujah. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. You know, I feel like that even myself at times, at times I'm, I've, I've got this lullaby being sung to me. This lullaby, rockabye baby. Oh, well, what you're doing is not horrible, rockabye baby. Oh, those Christmas movies, that time, it's all good, rockabye baby. That family time, amen, it, it's a, a rockabye baby. It's not wrong to go to the antique mall, amen, a rockabye baby, rockabye. You understand what I'm saying? Rockabye baby in the treetop, go to sleep, go to sleep. No, we can't go to sleep. We can't go to sleep. We can't go to sleep. It's time to find a place and pray and pray through the tabernacle and pray through the veil and pray through the victory and pray through the birthing of souls. We've not troubled the waters like the waters have needed to be troubled. We've not birthed babies like babies need to be birthed. We need to get a hold of God. Oh, someone say, oh, would somebody get a hold of this tonight? We need to get a hold of God and crucify the flesh. Someone say, praise the Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. You go through praying to be a living sacrifice, renewal of the spiritual mind. Paul said, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, holy, and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Lord, renew my mind. Let the fires burn within me. Let me be consumed with revival. Let me be consumed once again. Let me be consumed. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Consumed with souls. Consumed with children. Consumed with young people. Consumed with the lost. Oh, Jesus, let me be transformed by the renewing of my mind that I can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Oh, someone say, praise the Lord. Would somebody lift your hands and say, Lord, consume me. Would somebody ask the Lord to let you be crucified with him again? Would somebody say, Lord, 
Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Would somebody call upon the Lord right now and say, oh Lord, let me lay myself upon the altar one more time to be used, to be used, to be broken, to be used, to die daily. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Another thing that we need to be in honest with God. Be honest with God. Confession of sins. Everybody reach over with your right hand, grab the top of your left hand and pinch yourself. If you can feel pain a little bit, you feel that, you have sin to confess. Someone say amen. Hallelujah. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. My Lord, we deceive ourselves if we can, and the truth is not in us. I don't know when I got the revelation. I, I hate to confess that it might have been later than sooner. But you know the scripture that says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I got the truth because I know Acts 2.38. I've got the truth because I know he's one. That's not all the truth it's talking about. It's talking about truth in the inward man. It's talking about the truthful heart. Hallelujah. It's talking about being true with God. You know, pastor just preached it last week. My name is Jacob. <laughs> Y'all remember that message? That was a good message, wasn't it? They're all good. Hallelujah. Amen. Truth is not in us. Be honest. Because if we confess, he is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It turns cities upside down. It brings families in the church. It brings lost loved ones into the house of God. It brings victory where there is no victory. It brings possible to the impossible. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. Amen. Let's repent of our loss of our first love. Do you remember when? Repent of lukewarmness and a complacent heart. Repent of the lust of the flesh. Repent of unforgiveness. Repent when we go to God in prayer. Laying ourselves down upon that altar. Let's give it everything we've got and give it all to Him. Can you say, Praise the Lord? Not hold anything back. Our children depend on us, our grandchildren depend on us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Our soul depends on it. You want to have power with God? How many want to have power with God? This is a guarantee to have power with God. If you go through this process, if you give everything you've got, 
I guarantee you when you get into the holy place, you will be right in the presence of a holy God talking to him face to face and he'll hear our prayer and he'll hear our cry and he will move and he will answer and he will deliver. He will touch. He will heal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many have a loved one that's just not where they need to be? How many have a soul? Oh, you can make a difference. We can make a difference. We can make a difference. How do we make a difference? Have mercy upon me, O oh God. According, open up the Bible and pray Psalms 51. Oh, hallelujah. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. I acknowledge my transgressions. My sin is ever been. You know what? It takes me a long time. When I pray this, it seems like I don't ever get past to where I've even talked about tonight. It seems like it takes me forever to take time and lay myself and get my flesh broken and pray and pray and get and finally I'll feel the release to move on. Oh, can you say amen? Jesus, help us. Pray the prayer. Cast me not away from thy presence. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Oh, someone say, Praise the Lord. The next thing in the praying through the tabernacle is the brazen laver. The brazen laver, Aaron and his sons were washed by Moses, anointed and clothed for the office of the priesthood for an everlasting generation. Initially, for the born-again believer, we know it's a baptism, type of baptism in the name of Jesus, a type of the burial of Christ. We were buried with Christ, washing away our sins, taking the name of Jesus, being baptized into Christ, receiving circumcision of the heart all at the same time. Can anybody remember that day? Oh, baptized in Jesus' name. Went down in the waters. In the name of Jesus, the blood continued to be applied and coming up, refreshed and renewed, and our sins all washed away. No more guilt of what we had done. Oh, someone say, praise the Lord. A new, getting ready to be, I don't know, we might have received the Holy Ghost and maybe not. I had. Amen. What a wonderful time that it was. The brazen labor also for Aaron and his son and his seed for generations to wash their hands and feet before ministering in the tabernacle lest they die. Hallelujah. It was made of the looking glasses of the women assembling at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. This allowed the priest to see themselves. Washing of the hands and feet represent living our life before the Lord. The hands represent our work and service. The feet represent our lives where we go and our ways. Everywhere we go and everything we do, needs to have a stamp of holiness unto the Lord in approval. Let me say that again. Everywhere we go and everything we do 
needs to have a holiness unto the Lord stamp of approval. Everything, everything. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. As a man sees himself physically every day, James talked about before beginning his day, so must a spiritual man examine himself in the reflection of God's Word. One must cleanse themselves to be a vessel of honor for the Master's use. Hallelujah. I don't know where we are. I don't know. Hey, man, do we get up every morning and prepare ourselves as a vessel? Do we get up and put our mind before the Lord to prepare ourselves as a vessel unto the Lord? Is that the purpose of our life for the day? Or much like me, do we sometimes get up I've got to go to work. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to take care of this. Amen. I've got to, got to, got to. I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. It's my responsibility. Same old lullaby. Amen. Same old song. Now I lay, now, amen, amen. Get up, prepare. Look at ourselves. See the reflection. Pray. Pray for God to show us our spots for cleansing at the brazen laver. Hallelujah. For the heart is deceitful above all things. Desperately wicked. Who can know it? Only God can know it. Only Jesus knows my heart. I might think I know my heart. You might think you know it. But only Jesus knows our heart. We've got to spend time looking in the reflection of God's Word in prayer. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Know my thoughts. Try me. See if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Pray for God to show us the wickedness of our heart. The places where we're not sold out. The places that we're holding back. The places where there are imperfections that have not had his blood and spirit applied to yet because he just, we haven't allowed it to be opened up unto him. Now, when you pray for that, you better be ready because he will show you because he loves you. Are you thankful for the love of the Lord tonight? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Second Corinthians 7.1 says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Take time. Take time. Take time. Someone say amen. Take time. Cleanse yourself from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I've heard a statement made by different ones at different times. Well, at least I didn't do that. Bad. Well, at least I didn't go do that. At least I didn't get into that. No, but you did this. Oh, come on now. You know, we all are alike. You know what? The pastor preached a year or two ago, and he did preach it. He preached that it may not be big in our eyes, but a little sin is still a little sin in God's eyes. Can you say amen? amen? Help us, God. Help us. Perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. 
We need, I appreciate the pastor ministering the fear of God at times because it's a fearful thing to fall into his hands. Can you say amen? Pray for the cleansing and the fear of God. Hallelujah. Therefore, in Romans 8, 12, and 13, we are not debtors. We are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. If we live after the flesh, we shall die. But through the Spirit, <clears throat> do mortify the deeds of the body. Mortify them so that we can live. Mortify them. Someone say, praise the Lord. Draw nigh unto God. He will draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted, mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning. Your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Pray for clean hands, a pure heart, and a singleness of mind. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Someone say praise the Lord. Now, that's not easy. It's not easy to do. Amen? Is that easy? Is it easy to go through that process and weep and travail and lay yourself down and pour yourself out and confess and cry and travail? And, and, and you understand? It's not easy, is it? But we have to have that so we can go to the next step. We need that so we can enter into the presence of the Lord. We've, we, that, that gives us the right of way to the holy of holies. That gives us the right of way to the mercy seat. That gives us the right of way, amen, to the holy place where the candlestick is glowing. Where the table of shoe bread, the word of God can be opened up unto us. And the altar of incense of true worship unto the Lord. We've got to go through that process with a whole heart. And then we get to a veil. A veil that's at the door of the tabernacle. That is sown much like the veil that separates the holy place from the holy of holies. That veil is the door to the tabernacle. It's made of blue, purple, scarlet, and fine twine linen wrought with needlework. That veil is just like the other veil in the tabernacle, Jesus Christ. Oh, praise the Lord. He's the Jesus, hallelujah, that fills this place. He's the Jesus that is high and lifted up, and his train fills the temple. He's the Jesus that who alone sits upon the throne of all glory and honor, majesty and praise. He's the Jesus that defeated the adversary and made an open show of him at Calvary, destroying his work. He's the Jesus, hallelujah, that walked on the Sea of Galilee and turned cities upside down, hallelujah. He's the Jesus that fills all place, that fills all time, and fills our hearts tonight. He's that Jesus that I'm talking about. Oh, somebody shout his name. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we lift you up. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. That veil was made of purple, scarlet, blue, and fine linen. That veil encompasses the four Gospels of the New Testament. Royalty, purple, the book of Matthew. Scarlet, servanthood, the book of Mark. Fine twine linen, righteousness, humanity, the book of Luke. And blue, deity, the book of John. Oh, praise the Lord. And now it is Christmas time.
Y'all ready for Christmas? I'm not. I am still looking for gifts. I'm still trying to buy the right one. Amen. I'm about ready for Christmas to be over and get into the new year. Oh, you, oh wait, wait. Which Scrooge am I? The one before or after? Amen. The pillar, the veil, hangs on five pillars. Oh, praise God. Overlaid with gold. The pillars taught by one elder. I'll mention his name, G.A. Mangan. Is Jesus. The Jesus of Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Here's Christmas. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. It's Christmas time. Because when you have already laid yourself down, you have, I don't know what to use. I, wanted, I started to use the word earned your right, purchased your right, but it was earned by Jesus. It was purchased by Jesus. You have been handed the right by the purchaser to enter into the holy place. Oh, hallelujah. And when you enter through the doors, the way that we enter in through the doors is confessing the five pillars. First of all, he is wonderful. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works unto the children of men. His works are wonderful tonight. He is the wonderful one. He is the only one that is wonderful. And we need to lift him up and give him praise and let him know that we are thankful for his wondrous works in our heart and in our lives. Someone say praise the Lord. Thy testimonies are wonderful. Therefore doeth my soul keep them. He is the wonderful one. Give glory to his name for being wonderful and his wonderful works to us and to our family. Hasn't he been good? Hasn't he been wonderful? Hasn't he been righteous? Didn't he bring us out of darkness? Hasn't he kept us? Hasn't he healed us? Hasn't he provided for us? Hasn't he given us life and hope and mercy and grace and goodness? Would someone say praise the Lord? He is wonderful tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He is wonderful. He is counselor. He is counselor. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. You want to find counsel? Go to the Lord. You want to seek counsel that's going to stand forever? Get in the presence of the Lord. Seek his counsel. Seek his way. His counsel's going to stand. His counsel's going to last. Oh, hallelujah. He says, counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength in Proverbs 8, 14. Isaiah 46 and 10, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Seek his counsel. Lord, you are my counselor. Lord, you are my wonderful counselor. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. He's the mighty God. He's the mighty God who hath measured the water in the hollow of his hand, meted out the heaven with a span, comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales and hills in a balance, who hath directed the spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor, hath taught him with whom took he counsel, who instructed him, taught him the path of judgment, taught him knowledge, and showed to him the way of understanding. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Hath it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundation of the earth? It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. The inhabitants thereof as our grasshoppers. And stretches out the heavens as a curtain. Hallelujah. Understand that when we pray, understand that all things are possible to him. He is the mighty God. There is nothing that he cannot accomplish. There is nothing according to his will that cannot be accomplished. He can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Someone say praise the Lord. He's the mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him glory. He is able. Hallelujah. Declare him to be able to work in every impossible situation. Tonight as I was walking in, Brother Daniel Kelly had his child up on his shoulder. and I looked at it. It was so dear. Almost as dear as when Brian holds that little baby. I'll tell you what, when he holds that little baby, there ain't nothing going to touch that baby. Not when Brian's holding that little baby he's got, I'm telling you. Nothing. And uh, I walked over to Brother Kelly and you say the same of Brian, every father, amen. I leaned over to him and I said, I said, man, I said, that child's just asleep on his father's shoulder. The child's asleep on the father's shoulder. Just not a care in the world. Not one care. All is well. Safe and secure. Hallelujah. I said, wouldn't it be nice to be like that? In our heavenly Father, He said, "Yeah, oh, he said, that's good." I said, "Yeah, it is good." Amen. I pat myself on the back. I came up with a good one. Amen. Heavenly Father, He's our everlasting Father. The Scripture tells us, "Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name." Ask, He said, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. We hallow his name as our heavenly father. Pray to him with all the love and adoration of a small child. Have faith, hallelujah, in the father's love. Pray that others will see him as a loving, gentle father, a father that loves his children beyond human comprehension. And he is also our prince of peace. He gives us peace that passeth all understanding. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He's our heavenly Father. He's our Prince of Peace. Amen. He said, he said, I give unto you, not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Philippians said, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Second Thessalonians, Paul said in 3.16, Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always. By all means, the Lord be with you all. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Jesus. When that child 
is not doing, when that loved one, when your situation, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. He gives peace. Just the Lord being with us gives peace that passeth understanding. Don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. As you enter into the holy place, you will find, and I'm going to move quickly, um, you will find that one side is the seven, the golden candlestick with seven candles. One side is the table of shoe bread. Ahead of you is the altar of incense, also known as the altar of worship, offering incense and worship unto the Lord. The measure of the worship that is upon the altar of incense will always be in accordance to the measure of the sacrifice that took place on the altar of sacrifice, little sacrifice, little worship, little sacrifice, little time spent at the brazen laver rushing past where we consecrate and dedicate ourselves to God finds us in a place where our prayers may not be answered as such as they should be. So condemned today let me change that word. So convicted. I don't like the word condemned. So convicted today. As I heard about Andrew David Urshan, one of my heroes in the faith. Never met him. He was gone before my time. Before I became, I was just a child. Praying. Three hours. Three hours every morning. Three hours of prayer every single morning. Would not even eat breakfast sometimes. Lived a life of sacrifice. Raising three children after the one passed away. And, and I personally knew two of them. Wonderful, wonderful. Not personally as friends, but acquaintances. And always kind. Amen. Consecration. Dedication. But look what the Lord used him to do. Can you say praise the Lord? And so the consecration at the altar of sacrifice. You know, I just kind of feel like I need to stop a minute. Because I just kind of feel like that, that, maybe, that maybe we need someone might need to repent right now and say, Lord, I'm sorry that I haven't spent enough time on the altar of sacrifice. I just feel like I need to stop and, and maybe ask somebody if you'd just like to bow your head and say, God, I'm sorry. Lord, I'd like to renew myself right now. Uh, maybe there'd be somebody just like to bow your head right now and, and say, I, I tell you what, I, I, I've slipped a little bit. I need to get back. I need to get back to where? I need to, re, I need to, re, I, I need to retrain myself as Elder Enos taught a few weeks ago about his experience and having to retrain his eating habits and bringing it to us spiritually that we, may, we need to retrain ourselves again. Uh, we need to stop for a moment and ask God, Lord, where is my dedication? Where is my consecration? Where is my place of sacrifice, place of renewal, place of mortifying the deeds of my body and crucifying the flesh? 
Where's it at? Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, help us today. Lord, help us today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's a holy place waiting. There's a holy of holies. There's the Shekinah presence of the Lord waiting on us. Waiting for us to lay everything down. Waiting for us to surrender all. Waiting for us. As a young person, there are young people that are a part of my group that are waiting on me to make a difference. Waiting on me to consecrate myself. Waiting on me to, to get to the place where I can be right in the presence of the Lord and intercede for them, for their life and what they're going through. Their life hasn't been as blessed as my life. They've fought more. They've lived a different life. I don't understand where they've been, but the Lord knows where they've been and waiting on me to get in that place of intercession with a brother that's counting on me. We're in the same core. We're in the same battle. We're in the same fight. Where's our consecration? Where's our level of dedication? Where's my level of consecration? Where's my level of dedication? Do I mortify the deeds of my body every day? Do I die daily? Do I place myself up on the altar of sacrifice every morning? Do I give myself wholly, totally, and completely to what the Lord's will is and His desire to be used of Him as a vessel of intercession? Or do I want to be used of Him where I can be seen sometimes and receive the glory for it? Oh, to Him be all glory and honor and majesty and praise forever and ever and ever and ever. No one is worthy except the Lord. Hallelujah. There's a holy place. Seven golden candlesticks. The Spirit of the Lord. And I've got to move on and stop. It's the trial of our faith, much more precious than that of gold, though it be tried with fire. We need to pray for the light. But you want to know something? We, 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 I, I'm taking us through the steps of the tabernacle, but in all reality, let me show you something very quickly and then come back. You see, in the Old Testament tabernacle, about 20 feet in, amen, there was a veil that was there, a veil that separated you from the Holy of Holies. The priest would enter in once a year with blood to sprinkle upon the mercy seat and they had to press through the veil how they got through the veil I don't know I don't know some say it was an act of a miracle of God that they came in and God just transfigured them through the veil some say they lifted up went to the side I don't know how they got through the other side of the veil but I do know that on the other side was where the glory of the Lord was contained but let me explain something in the New Testament church hallelujah in the spiritual church that is of the heavenly that veil has been written Twain, amen. And the that veil has been written twain. And, and when you enter into the holy place, that glory of the Lord is there to usher you in and walk with you through the word, walk with you through the spirit, walk with you through worship, walk with you, amen, to the to the mercy seat. Bad with there with you as you pour out your heart and soul and mind, weeping and praying for the mercy of God to be upon. Oh, Jesus, help us today. That glory of the Lord is there to usher us right in in His presence and fill us and use us and enlighten us and lead us and guide us. Why? Because of Jesus. The veil of His flesh rent on the cross. The veil rent in twain. I preach into the choir. I know that I am, but somebody stay with me. Someone say praise the Lord. 
golden candlestick. Amen. Seven candles, one on each side, one in the center, three on each side. The church came out of the side of Jesus Christ. He said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. We need to pray continually to abide in Him. Why? Because without Him, we can do nothing. Hallelujah. This is the only light. Amen. We need the Spirit of the Lord to be our light continually. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. Pray for His light to continually lead us. The fire was lit from the fire of the brazen altar. The measure of the Holy Ghost working within us is in direct proportion to the sacrifice that is laid down upon the altar. It's in direct proportion to the sacrifice that we give in time, in our mind, in our heart, in our soul. It's in direct proportion. Jeff Arnold's such a character. He is. He's, he was preaching one time. I say it this way just because he said it and it's kind of humorous and we can get the point. He said, uh, I have people come. I'm not going to talk like him. He said, we have people. I have people come up to me and they say, I say, you know, I, I know I'm not spiritual. He goes, well, what are you, carnal? You know, because I know that I'm not spiritual like you. I don't, you know, I just, I, I just, well, what do you want to be? Do you want to be carnal? You know, that's, Jeff's way of saying it, okay? Okay, we've got to say it like, we have the, we could be spirit, we, you know, we've got to say it like, we can be spiritual. We need the Lord to be spiritual. The direct, the direct measure of the sacrifice that we make is the measure of the Holy Ghost that's going to abide within us and live within us and walk with us and use us. Little sacrifice, little spirituality. Little sacrifice, little ministry. Little sacrifice, little work for God. Little sacrifice, little anointing. But you put a lot of sacrifice into it. You give it everything you've got and Jesus said you're willing to give everything you've got I'm willing to give you more than you can handle someone say praise the Lord I'm the light of the world we need that light the measure I have not, it is written I have not seen nor ear heard but God hath revealed it unto us by his spirit hallelujah you know we talk about I have not seen ear hath not heard neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him and I know that there are times and that a lot of times the scripture will have many applications and double meanings and applications and etc we talk about that being heaven that's okay no eye hath seen what he has prepared for us we can only see it through the spirit we can only see heaven through the preaching of the word of God yes pastor preach heaven yes pastor preach heaven Heaven. Preach heaven to us. Someone say amen. Preach heaven to us. But God hath revealed them to us by his spirit. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man, which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but by the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Light brings revelation. Pray for great revelation of light to shine in the inward man. Pray to always walk in the light. Be led by the Spirit. Intercede for others. The table of shoe bread, the Word of God. Break the bread of life. Read the Word. Study the Word. Read the promises of God. Commune with God in the, in the, in the Spirit and in the Scripture. Ask the Lord to lead you. Amen. We need specific Scriptures to lead us and guide us. 
Hallelujah. And pray those scriptures. Pray those The altar of incense made of shittim wood overlaid with gold. It was made with a gold crown, four horns, two rings. Incense was offered on it by the priest daily, a sweet savor unto the Lord. The offering of incense is a type of drawing nigh unto God in prayer. Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting of mine hands as the evening sacrifice. Coals for that fire came from the brazen altar. Hallelujah. And we want to worship him in spirit and in truth. It was positioned right before the veil where the veil used to be. Amen. The veil which was Christ. The veil that was rent in twain. The veil, amen, that he gave his life to tear that the Holy, the Spirit of the Lord could be given. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And then the Ark of the Covenant the most, I think the most important thing on the Ark of the Covenant is that mercy seat. That mercy seat. Hallelujah. That mercy seat. Being transparent at the mercy seat. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Pray and travail in the Spirit for our spiritual needs. And the Spirit, in Luke 8, Romans 8, 26, which also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Pray in deep intercessory prayer for the needs of others. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying through the tabernacle. Hallelujah. Praying in the Spirit. Giving ourselves totally, wholly, and completely, continually to be used of God in a greater capacity than ever, ever before. And let the Lord use us in a mighty way. I think... That if we are and have spent time in areas <clears throat> that are not sin, and pastor, you know, just areas that where we spend our time, but it's not relevant to God. And not relevant, and I am surely, most assuredly, preaching and talking to me right now, as always. Amen. We are always on the same level in the Spirit when the Lord speaks to us. Spending too much time in areas that are not for the kingdom, not for souls, not for ministry but for our own self that maybe we ought to think about and ask the Lord to help us to lay ourselves down again upon the altar and surrender our lives to Him to be a vessel of honor and use in His kingdom. Hallelujah. You know, 
sometimes I think about the coming of the Lord. And I, there's a certain spirit that is in a certain church affiliation. And I will keep that affiliation to myself right now. But th- th- that certain spirit is, uh, I know I'm saved. <laughs> Y'all ever hear anybody say that? What, 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 comes to, what, what comes to your heart and mind when someone says, in that spirit, I know I'm saved. Are you saved? You know, I know I'm going to make it. I know. No, we don't know. You know, and, and sometimes I, I think that about the words that I want to hear from the Lord. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done. You have sacrificed and you have given, therefore enter. And I'm not quoting it, I'm just paraphrasing it. Enter into the glory, into the joys of the Lord. Does my sacrifice live up to his? Does my consecration live up to his? Does my dedication, consecration, and the brazen labor, looking, asking the Lord, mold me, make me, transform. I'd like the music to come. Does it live up to his? So that I can go through that door, lifting up his name, And feel the Shekinah presence of the Lord. And know that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And know that I'm righteous in him. And say, God, we've got to do something about this. Lord, you've got to work here. God, that one's losing it. You've got to bring him back. Lord, I need you to intercede and bring light to that home today. Lord, I need you to work. And know that he's hearing my prayer. And hear in my cry, and that I will be able to hear the words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the glories of the Lord. Let's all stand tonight. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Lord, I repent. Lord, I lay myself down on the altar. Lord, I pray, God, surrendering my soul and life to you again. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Worship Him, bow down before our God, enter in, oh enter in, sing it again, sing, bow down before the
consuming, consuming.